Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm Dougie Rankin. Guten Tag, this is Herr Madison live from Les Mahago Miserable Truck Stop. Hi. Hi everybody. What's it like in Les, what's it like in Les Mahago tonight? Is it raining by any chance? No, no. It's dry. It's, um, mm. it's dry. It was dry from um, Ecclefecken upwards. It was dry, so... Um, I landed and had a wipe around with a big fluffy microfiber like you do when you're sad. Uh, no, it's grand. Um, truck stop's still miserable and full of sturgeon easters, though. It's like, put your mask on while you're talking to me and sit down and all the rest of that toss. Um, Hi. I ate my tea. I talked to a bloke from Bear Cup, you know, from Bear Cup. And then uh, I'm back here with you. So there we go. And I'm watching Windmill going round and round over Tesco's. How very romantic. Sort of. Because mm. I'm right down on diesel pumps, because I'm lucky I've got the last spot to be had down by pump. So if anybody comes in here for diesel, which they don't seem to do anymore, to be honest, really? I'm going to be aware. Mm. Last mm. time I was on about only one of the... Used to be thrown. Well, only about one of the diesel pumps was working, and when was I last? It was with that Volvo FM, uh, that little demonstrator I had. That was the last time yeah. I was in. And I had a few trucks in getting diesel then, because it was a bit of a faff, because... Uh, oh, I say half the pumps weren't working. So. Mm. You always... Well, I've been here since half six, and the only one I saw getting any diesel was Ashley Peden. Ashley Peden, those of you that know him will remember that he was the chap that bought my Fodden 4000 he... for his wedding. And, um, yes, and he's also contributed a couple of articles in... to Truck and Driver as well. He, he did an article Aye. about shifting some boats to Scandinavia with his DAF XF. Uh, that's it. Really good at it. That's really it. Good. He's a boat shifter. Good, good guy. Right, well, I was deeply engrossed in wiping my diesel tank over with some um, cobblers in a bottle, and he came slithering down. I went, hey, Chris, and went, now, how are you? Because I've not uh, not spoken to him since she went over water for his wedding. So, hi, he got some huge contraption on his trailer and an escort tonight i don't know what the hell it was like some big drum out of a separator or something similar mm. when he uh, was in his daff uh, had a good natter about all things fodden and then he uh, he buggered off with his escort so there we are but uh mm. nobody else has been on that diesel pump since i've been here so i don't know mm. pretty quiet is it it's always, I, hope, uh, I hope it's going to carry on all night because uh, I'd like to put to sleep at some point. It's always it's always rammed out. Busy lies in the isn't it? It's always full of anything. Well, you're a bit buggered, aren't you? You know, what's your options other than this dump? But if you want to stay in um, slightly rural, odd places, I think Phil's still going strong at Heather Gill. Uh, the one on the hill? So, Phil's place. Yeah. Yeah, Phil's place used to be brilliant. When I were at Bingham's back in day, the 2000-ish, we used to stay at Phil's and we used to frequent the place on an afternoon. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We did... Um... Odd spot for a bloke from Bury St Edmunds to wind up raising his children, clinging to a hillside in uh, Crawford, <laughs> selling scones to Yorkshiremen in wagons. But uh, no, it was brilliant. So I, as far as I know, Phil still owns it, so... It must be 117 by now, surely. Hmm. Um, remember, um, do you mind about three years ago when Daff had restored that 3300, the white one? Yeah. Um, yeah. They were wondering what to do with it, and I suggested to them to bring it somewhere up on the old M74, the old A74 road, 
Uh, and I said, why don't you get in touch yeah. with the Moss Truck Stop? Because it's a really kind of old school, kind of empty sort of location. Uh, and they did. And that's yeah. that's where the truck was based for a few days while well, I had all the journalists up to drive it. So it was it was open uh, to an extent in 2018. But I really, uh, that was the last I'd um, heard of it. Um, I haven't even been, I don't yeah. think I've even been down that road since then, to be honest with you, to, to go and have a look. Yeah, it, was some, it was some lads on truck stop safe parking and spanking parlours on Facebook I just kind of saw it because it flagged up a memory in a red moss Mm. I thought ooh but apparently it's shut if anybody knows any different obviously they'll tell us but a guy I'm having my my tea with tonight he he were on about he'd he'd been passed and it's uh, it's covered in scaffolding at minute so I don't know whether that means it's going to get reopened or it's going to become a shooting lodge again, like it used to be, because mm. that's its thing. It used to be a shooting lodge for the for the boys and the grouse. But yeah, right. there uh, you go. Because anyway, uh, I, mean, um, I hope it does. Because anywhere, anywhere other than parking here would be great. Because uh, I've never met staff quite as rude as these buggers that work here. The yard guy is sound, brilliant bloke. The woman in the shops lovely. But some of the troglodytes that serve you tea are just awful. And I don't expect to pay 28 quid to be spoken to like I'm a peasant. So stick stick that in your lesma here, go shaped pipe and smoke it. Well, like you say, your next option up the road is Hamilton Services, where your truck would probably disappear into a pothole. Although I had heard they'd resurfaced some of it up there. Um, And then you're you're kind of struggling, aye. But uh, uh, you've got Les Mahego, you've got Heather Girl. Mm. One that always surprises me a lot is the amount of trucks that park at Abington Services of a night, and it's always rammed out. I've never liked it in there because yeah. it's so badly laid out. You, you can get stuck, you can get jammed in there, yeah. and you can't get back out again. Even if you go in for a break, you can get stuck. Uh, yeah, it's grim. It's a grim old. Some of these guys that design, you know, architects that have designed some of these motorway services are plainly insane. Um, for sure. Yes, uh, Doncaster North, for instance, once you get in there in the morning, if there's a queue for diesel pumps, nobody can get out and you end up completely gridlocked, just like New York, you know, when traffic lights go tits up in New York, you can't get out, you can't go anywhere, you are bollocks. Uh, so if anybody parks on pumps and goes for a Greggs or whatever, Hell breaks as, loose because nobody do. can get off. <laughs> I it's a, it's a dog girl, you know. Sometimes I just forget and I go in on the morning, and then I think, "What have you just done that for, you knob?" Um, services work best when they're linear, obviously, but these sort of twisty turly, uh, you know, these twisty sort of curly bloody designs they do. I don't know what they're thinking of, but it's plainly not trucks, is it? It's to get as many Karens and Grahams in for a cup of expensive tea as they possibly can. So that's what they do. And they can get 500 cars at car park all paying 25 quid a piece for a bloody Burger King and a brew. Well, that's uh, better than having us. Yeah, that's a wrap. When you said 28 quid for parking there, um, Sunday night, well, I was, I was at Thruxton at the weekend and I had to stay over because I had a photo shoot in Tunbridge Wells, um, that kind of area. Yeah. Posh, lovely area on the Monday. So I left it until the Sunday to book the hotel and left it until the last minute. And sometimes that works in your favour. And I booked a travel lodge in Tunbridge Wells for £30. And it was 
minted. Uh, it was an old yeah. school hotel. It was an old hotel. It's been converted into a travel lodge called the Wellington. Huge room, big comfy right. double bed, shower, bath, uh, complimentary coffee and tea. Thirty pounds, and I was thinking that is less than what you pay to park a truck, in a lot of places. Eh? It's bonkers. Yep, it is absolutely bonkers. But of course, I mean, we have... I think some of these hotels services are quite cheap. Com- Aye, you know, comparably, you can get a yep. bed and a bath and rest. There really isn't much and, in it, and then you get a pass for your bloody windscreen as well. Aye, there's not there's not mm. much in it at all. It's uh, out- outrageous but... what the services charge to park trucks really, and it's how do you how do you ever get it to change yes, really? But I mean, you're no doubt you'll be aware, uh, or your your um, cousin Bruno will no doubt be aware uh, from social media mm. the absolute mayhem that's going on with this um, driver shortage at the moment and all the crazy stuff that's been posted online by it seems like there's um, driver agencies and freight forwarders and th- that have just popped up, it's like pop-up companies and they're now like offering insane yeah. rates for work you know, just uh, uh, get the popcorn out because this is going to get really mm. really weird and Interesting. Where's all this? I saw one last week, and apparently it's an agency paying 250 quid a shift to drive Morrison's wagons up and down. The bizarre thing was that Morrison's last year stopped, uh, the the subbies, um, they stopped using them overnight, and it was all Stobart's, and I was Sainsbury's, Sainsbury's at the outset of COVID last year, um, went back to the regular subbies and asked them to take a rate cut because the reasoning being that they had so many hauliers getting in touch looking for traction work because of coronavirus that they said, well, we want uh, a discount because we've got so much choice. And now uh, the supermarkets seem yeah. to be scraping around. They're just desperate to get work from anywhere and having to pay uh, over the odds for it. Uh, when all they needed to do in the first place was pay a consistent fair rate and treat their subcontractors and drivers um, with a bit of respect. Hmm. But uh, I don't... Well, that's an outrageous concept, treating subbies and drivers with respect. Where did you get that from? Isn't it it just... (laughs) Well, I tell you... we were asked, well, I was asked if we would run an edit, an advertorial in the magazine for a major supermarket. Uh, an an uh-huh. advertorial is different to an advert in that an advertorial is sort of like it's designed like yeah. a truck and driver feature uh, and it's like we're endorsing it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I said, no, I said, absolutely yeah. not. We don't want your money. You treated drivers and subcontractors despicably. Uh, from the outset, so I just wonder if this advertorial might turn up in any other publications. I'm kind of keeping an eye out for it, but no, absolutely not. Superma- mm. if, if a supermarket wants to place an advert, um, I'll take your money off you, but you're certainly not ever doing an advertorial where I endorse yeah. anything, anything like that. Ugh. Advertorial, lavatorial, same thing, really. <sighs> yeah, bugger that. You sell out, mate. You can never get your soul back once you've sold Absolutely. out, innit? Did you see the Stobart? The, mm, there you go. I picked that up in Devon. Did obviously. you see the Stobart's at New Ages? Uh, but it was it, it was strangely worded because it said you can earn up to and including, on average, £47,189. The wording was something like that. 
So if that's on average, that would indicate that yeah. would indicate then that they've got people who are making a lot more than that. But none of it was actually this. This yeah. is what you will earn. It's all you can potentially maybe do this. It's, yeah. um, smoke and mirrors. Was this Stobart? Yeah, Stobart's new advert that came out yesterday. New wage rates with forty-seven, one eight, nine or something. And is this Stobart's or is this Kalina? Because Kalina have Kalina have taken grabbed all the Stobart's. Over now. It was it was a it was yeah. a Stobart advert. They're all over the place. As um. Mm, all right. Well, I'm sorry, children, but you know if you listen to this, which I'm sure you do, because you're good children and your father loves you. Um, if it ever came down to your dad having to work for Stobarts, I'm afraid you're all going to workhouse. <laughs> Just saying. It's really weird, so much of what's going on, because it, I was also getting um, this IR35 thing, which took a lot of self-employed drivers off the road. Um, I was yeah. chatting to a guy yeah. down south, he said that there's a, a huge load of guys who have, instead of just being a self-employed driver and driving for other people, they've gone and got a government... They've gone and got the COVID loans money and gone and bought a tractor unit. Mm. Uh, and they're now sort of an owner-driver, but not really, because all they're doing um, is working full-time for a freight forwarder who has somehow gone in and skimmed a rake of supermarket work. So these lorries have all been bought with government yeah. loan money. Um, and... They're working for a freight forward or for a supermarket, and that work can be turned off at any time. But it doesn't matter because you've not actually spent any money on the truck. So I'm going to hazard a guess here yeah. that there's going to be a lot of boom and bust going on, and a lot of um, people just, when it comes down to mm-hmm. it, will just be, oh, sorry, can't, sorry, bankrupt. So I just wonder, I just wonder what's going to happen over if the you- next couple of years with all this. You can only get 80% of your last year's profits up to 2020 for your loan. So if if you're a sort of self-employed driver, you know, sort of jumping in and out of whoever's uh, uh-huh. wagon, then even if you're a super-duper driver, you're going to make 50. Uh-huh. So if you can get 80% of 50 and you're going to go and buy a unit and you're going to go and be, you know, Mr. Super owner driver with your... 30 grand wagon 30 grand at the minute buys you a shit heap um, well, the, but- there's some ex canute motors that were going for four, 14 grand three months ago that they're now popping up for sale on truck bay and ebay and various places and they're asking 25 grand plus for those and i wouldn't go to end it no. laying them back in one of those so uh, been- think carefully yeah. what you do with your rishi sunak money Gentlemen, because uh, it's only going to end in tears. Uh, it's, um, I seem uh, more and more pe- get, people get in touch with like little bits of information from what's going on in different parts of the country, and it's um, mm. it's really weird times. Um, but on a happy yes, note, on a happy note, as an estab- as an established holly, mm. let's just say that the landscape looks rosy for the first time in many years, and rates are on the up, and people suddenly that used to treat with disdain and disrespect want to be your best friend now i mean i'm lucky for now i'm settled but it's seasonal but you know come back end autumn winter um i'm fairly confident that it's it's going to be an interesting and fairly lucrative season however 
um, people that were horrible need to remember that I'm not only the size of an elephant, but I have the memory of an elephant, so get ready. Fantastic. Just saying. All right. But I am lacking anything that resembles a trunk, unfortunately, <laughs> despite rumours to the country. I will, uh, it's all smoke and mirrors, Good. that one. Damn, 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 damn. Must skip a generation, because my granddad was... My, well, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, no, right. I, I, what about you? What are you on with this week, apart from poncing about at truck shows and truck racing? Are you doing anything constructive this week? Uh, I'm back now on deadline for the magazine because I'm in the middle of this uh, two, three week issue nonsense. So, uh, Friday. Oh, um, short month job. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. So, right. I was down at Thruxton at the weekend, Grand. which was better than I expected it to be. And yesterday, I uh, was on a couple of photo shoots. We did Justin Warrior's Volvo F16, the uh, black J-Ridge one. Uh, Lovely. Delighted to get that in the bag. Lovely vehicle, top bloke. Yes, now. and his friend Matt's very rare Scania 112 non-intercooler. Uh, we shot, we shot that as well. Um, and today, well, we I had to go to Stonelea Park today because our, our company... Was Are you okay? Sounds like you're falling out the truck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to Stonelea Park today. No, that's a Ford and the fridge door. That. Uh, this is a bottle opener, and this is a bottle of Coors. Well, hey. Sorry, do uh, continue. Uh, our company, um, Road Transport Media, is launching an enormous new truck event at Stonelea next year, which is going to... Uh, bring together all the different events that they do. So Tipex and Tankex is going to come to this, and it, they're basically um, all the truck manufacturers are on board with it, and it looks absolutely massive. All the information is about to be released in the press um, tomorrow. What they're going to drop Harrogate? Yes, they're moving Tipex and Tankex, and a whole load of other stuff is all going to Stonelea Park from 2022. So all the more reason to come to Harrogate. Uh, this year with us for the driver's day because it's the last time it is mm. and the only time it's going to happen so if you want to come along to that with your tipper or tanker please do get in touch because spaces are limited um, so yes I was at the presentation today loads of it was good to see you saw Jared from Scania Martin from Volvo uh, loads of other people um, unfortunately, I had to run off at lunchtime. Um, I did. A, I ran away, jumped in the car, and had to come back up here to get on with the magazine in deadline. Uh, but that event looks pretty impressive. Um, and the, of course, the next thing. Mm, shame about Harrogate. Yeah, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's uh, it, it's to do with. Uh, it's quite complicated regards the council and the big hotel there and everything like that. It's getting more and more difficult to actually. Uh, put the event together so this will be its um, swan song uh, but I'm glad that we can do the driver's day at it because that's shaping up to uh, be really uh, quite a good weekend because on the Saturday well you'll be there on the Friday won't you well I hope I'll be there but I'll, I'll, I'll only be there in a capacity as a beer monster I won't be there as a ah, do, do you... exhibitor are you um, not bringing the truck? Do you need me to book your hotel room? Is that what you're saying? Uh, oh, oh, we're Douglas. Not share, we're not oh, sharing. Just, just to clarify, room. is your um, 
Oh, it'd just be a, it'd be a sea of bald heads and beards <laughs> running away. One beard started and the other one ended. <sighs> All right. um, yeah, I won't be bringing this truck. But, um, so, um, yes, yeah, so I'd still like to come, obviously, but I won't be coming. And for all your efforts on the podcast mm-hmm. and your capacity as uh, team trucking driver, I will happily book you a hotel room uh, for the event, should you wish. Can we have the soundproof one? We're not sharing. You get I, your own room. I scream at night. Um, well, yeah, I scream at night and I yeah, bang on the walls and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's probably best. It, all the demons come at night. Hi. <clears throat> no, that'd be grand. Um, I will be taking somebody else's old clonker to um, Gaydon this year as well, I imagine. So um, I'm going to see if I can catch one of the old ERFs that seem to have taken up residence in our yard. Mm. So, <clears throat> when is Gaydon? I, I don't want to miss Gaydon. When, when is but, it? Um, uh, September. I am going to... September. Stephen, who owns my old Foden, mentioned in passing that I could take it to Gaden and perhaps maybe do a load down there, uh, that part of the world with it as well, around that time. So I think I'll take him up on that and uh, uh-huh. get the Foden down there because that's shaping up to be a really yeah. good event as well. It was good in 2019. I enjoyed it a lot. It was brilliant, yeah. Absolutely brilliant show, if you like old tackle. And because it's old tackle, uh, you get a lot of decent folk there as well. So there's none of that Saturday night beer fueled rampaging, uh, scrapping in vests job that you get at some truck shows. It's just a, re- a really good weekend, and you can spend most of the weekend pottering around motor museum until you're daft because it's that big and there's that much to look at from. Ferraris down to Austin Montego oh, prototypes, if that's nothing. what touches you deeply. Um, Maestros and Montegos and all sorts. Mm. I, yes. I managed not to go to the motor show in 2019, which was uh, really stupid. Uh, yes, I'm definitely going for a good look about it um, this year. Um, it should be a good event. We're going to go down in a young um, Josh, because it's his dad that. Um, Organises a show, yeah. Uh, with because he's got an apprenticeship. At, Mr. Yes, Herbert. he's got an apprenticeship with Scania now, which is um, a good thing. You know, m- more mm. young people should be going in and getting apprenticeship uh, apprenticeships to be mechanics and technicians yeah. rather than going to. I mean, there's if you're not mm. going to go and get a proper degree in something, major studies. Uh, Philosophy, something, oh, something. Leisure and tourism and other. Yeah. If you're going to go and get a de- get a degree, yeah. no, get grand. a law degree, or you know, a, a degree in, to be a vet or or, or something. Yeah, I'll become a vet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something worthwhile. Just, you know, if it says media in it, just forget uh, it. Just uh, go away. Otherwise, you know, uh, you haven't got a degree in media studies, have you? Uh, no, I left school and got a job at Plum Centre as a trainee, so I could buy a Vauxhall Nova and get a girlfriend. Um, because good yeah, lad. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I did. I got I got hires, so I probably could have scraped into uni, but I needed a job for a car. Because um, I was very much um, like someone out there in between us at that sort of point in time. So, uh, <laughs> what do you mean, was? was Jesus, uh, if, uh, if they only knew. Uh, uh, well, I'm just sort of saying, but it would have either in my case, and, and then a dolomite. But you know, you're not but a lad, are you? Not but a lad, say they. I'm I'm fifty this time, which is um, that's 
unbelievable when you look at me and, and look at the lustrous beard, but 50, for God's sake. People's dads are 50. That's ridiculous. I know. I'm, I'm 41, and I'm bizarrely... I don't know whether I've got another midlife crisis in the uh, in the offing or not. Well, have yeah. you had your first midlife crisis? What happened with that? I've had three or four dozen, perhaps, since I was 30. I've had a midlife crisis a year. Um, all right. It's been quite quiet this last couple of years. I'm hoping it's all done and dusted now, so I might just not have one. But um, no, there's always potential. I mean, we've done motorbikes, we've done stupid sports cars, we've done um, rediscovering uh, techno uh, inappropriate age. We've done all sorts. So hopefully next one will be uh, something tragic like golf or something. But I don't know. God knows. It might be a Thai bride next. Mm-hmm. If I fear, that's actually not a bad idea. Tie bride. Mm. It's not. It's not. Oh, it's know. not. It's not come to that yet. I do wonder how my Irish passport application went in the post last week, so I should have that um, in what twenty twenty three going by the rate they did the foreign birth registration. So, uh, which could I, yeah, they don't crack on, do they? But yeah, could be. I suppose the busy because there'll be thousands and thousands of you buggers applying for Irish passports, aren't uh, I believe so, but I've got the difficult bit out of the way, which was that See, foreign birth uh, thing, which took over well over a year because of COVID. Aye. So now it's just like doing a normal passport, so hopefully it shouldn't be that bad. Yeah. I hope. But aye, that was... Um, uh, we had to go. You know, we thought we'd have a look because Kate's family are Irish. But mine don't exist before my granddad, which is a bit of a worry. So it makes you wonder what my granddad did because there's no history of us before my granddad in 1921 or whatever. So um, he changed his name, but he didn't change his name officially, you know, through <laughs> through <coughs> deed pull. He just changed his name and he moved down from Peter Lee down to Yorkshire and just carried on digging coal out of ground in Yorkshire, married my grandma and... My grandma, being a trusting sort, apparently never thought to ask him any details about his family, so we don't know, because they're both dead. And several members of the family, including computer-savvy younger ones, have tried to track him down, etc., but they can't. So if anybody knows anything about the Madisons, uh, do let me know, especially if there's an interesting robbery or murder or political uh, scandal or something. But we can't find out anything, so... um, if I'm Irish, I'm not getting a passport, that's for sure. Hmm. Oh, that's a shame. I got, the O. Madisons I, of uh, County County Mayor. I, I got it on my, my mm. grand's side, well, my dad's mother, because she was from Lisbon, but you do need a you need a huge amount of documentation to do it. You need your your grand your grandparents' yeah. uh, birth, marriage, death certificate, you, if, if they're dead, of course. Um, you're uh, your parents' um, birth certificate, marriage certificates, your uh, birth certificates. Oh, it was just yeah. what a pile of stuff, and it just disappears to Ireland, and then over a year, and it cost about four hundred bloody euros or something to get the thing done anyway. So, but of course, it just means you can rock up to a country uh-huh. in the EU and just like get a job and hang about there if you want, you know. Yeah. If you've got like a, a girlfriend yeah. in a Scandinavian country you've not seen for nearly a year, you know. Mm. 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 
I don't know anybody like that, do you? Uh, uh, not that I can think no. of offhand. No, I see. Um, yeah. See the foot, the football, no. the weird thing, the weird like thing that. with the football uh, is it's England Denmark in the semi final, which is at Wembley, and uh, Danish people aren't allowed to travel to Britain to go and yeah. watch it. And if Denmark were to beat England, the final is also at Wembley, so nobody from Denmark can go to the final if it's played mm. there. <laughs> so is that? Hmm. Tough, tough for them, really. Is that all because of this mink job, or is it because they don't want to come and catch our yeah. um, Indian variant that we've got yeah, so handsome? Yes, yeah, they're really not, and they're really not keen on um, our um, Indian variant and all our infection rates and all that. They're a bit uh, hardcore on it. Um, I'm trying to think. What have I driven? Have I spoken? I drove that dual clutch. Did we talk about that? Because that was lovely. I had a, a, a wee shot, a, a dual clutch yeah. Volvo. We mentioned that in the yeah. last one, right? I think the next time. I'm back out for a week as September, but it's not. Um, Jared from Scania was going to let me have his R540, but he says, can you hold on till October because I've got something else that I want you to drive. So I said, yep, no problem, but I don't know what it is. Oh, so it's, well, no. Well, I've driven, I've driven the 770, and then I thought, well, the R540 I was really looking forward to, but it wants me to drive something else, which is potentially more interesting so I wonder what on earth it could be I'm quite intrigued so I'll have to find something to drive and sip I hope it's a 310 horsepower dustbin wagon that'll yeah, teach you no sun, no sun visor on it you know just that'll teach me huh? sun visor being the most important thing no. you know it's weird about the, well you know it's weird uh, as they say in Yorkshire completely 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 incorrectly. That'll learn the. That'll learn the. You know. You know. Oh, on it winds non Yorkshire people. I think you'll find that'll teach you. That'll learn the. Mm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm on no. one. I'll shush. I'll on shush. Truck driver social media. Uh, there's a lot of people who say that the new DAF XG mm. cab mm. looks like a Scania. Which I don't know. What do you think? I. Do these people understand the fundamentals of aerodynamics? Yeah, well, it looks like it in the same way. You know, they've got it's a square box which has to be uh, conforming to the same dimensions yeah. as the other ones. Uh, I I mm. do not think it looks like everybody's wind tunnel works in the same way. But nobody, if oh, if the DAF is supposed to look exactly like the Scania, why is nobody saying that the DAF looks like the IVEC OS way, which is also supposed to look like the Scania? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's the I don't like DAFs brigade. Oh, they've just copied Scania. <laughs> All cars look the same, don't they, apart from high-end stuff. You get a mould, you put it in a, a wind tunnel, and you pagger it, and then you... Uh, yeah get your drag coefficients in line and then you manufacture it and you go, look at the wonderful economy of our Toyota or our Nissi Toyo Wankmobile or whatever. Yeah. And that's it. You've got a finite variant. Yeah, scope. You know, you've got a finite number of variants on a shape. because uh, You can only, um, well, I was going to say another Yorkshire saying there, but you probably have to edit that out, but I'll say it anyway. You can only piss with a dick you've been given. Oh, and, no, you know, no, that no. applies to manufacturers as well. They've got a big eight-ton brick on wheels, and they've got to make it as efficient as possible. No. And bugger me, they all look a bit similar. No. Fancy. What was that phrase? We're, we're definitely leaving it in, because I've got the Scottish variant of it. What was it? It's a Yorkshire saying. It's not one of mine, so don't 
throw stones at me. You can only piss with the dick you've been given. Or the Scottish variant is you can only piss with the cock you've got, which is um, something that... Uh, same uh, thing. Yeah, we'll exactly go with that. Exactly the same, same. thing, which yeah. is uh, something, uh, something I find yep. myself saying sometimes uh, when I'm bemoaning lack of resources or what have you for things. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Ask me about Devon Truck Show. Go on, ask me. Uh, Devon Truck Show. I believe that you went to that, and was that the first truck show you've been to I, for I quite did. some time? For quite some time, indeed, yes. And it was a, a, a real labour to get there because um, I'd um, hoped there might be a Devon to tip, but there wasn't. There was a Kent. And, and, and being a simple Yorkshire type, I didn't really understand the uh, gravity of getting from Kent to Devon Truck Show on a Friday on, on a road that I've uh, proudly never been on before. Oh. 303 past Stonehenge. And Stonehenge is the biggest anticlimax that I've isn't, ever isn't seen. Isn't it just? And I've never seen Stonehenge apart from on TV. I thought when I got anywhere near because it's like oh look we're queuing it must be good this so we queued and then we got there and i looked and i had to look again then i had to squint and then i thought have i got any binoculars in here and i thought oh, it's only 200 yards away how small is this <laughs> and i've heard you know for years oh what what a feat of mesolithic engineering that they could lift these stones i could probably lift those bloody stones upon my own it's only as big as my grandma's rockery I thought that's the biggest con I've ever seen. Anyway, so we um, I was underwhelmed, sulky and late. And then we queued a bit more in various bottlenecks. And then I had to go past where I needed to be at Devon Truck Show to go up to Taunton to meet one of our lads to transship some kit onto him at Taunton so he could take it back up to Yorkshire and I could go and load with an empty trailer at Avonmouth on Sunday night after the show to get home, I thought. Anyway, that's for later. So we went to truck show, dropped trailer on airfield, went through a really good wash provided by Swales, I think, from Kent that had come over to do truck washing. Good wash. Grand lads, marvellous. In we went. I parked it with Dan Lurt, your your superstar of the Big Blue oh, Daft. And Paul Cecil with his new... Paul Cecil with his new uh, stunning daff and um, Nathan from Ferns in our yard who brought Nigel's new XF thingamajig. What the hell is it? It's an FH, I don't know, bloody big Volvo with a big bed, one of those anyway. So, um, yeah, there we are. Usual truck show, shenanigans ensued, lots of polishing, lots of beef burgers, lots of beer, lots of bands, lots of racing stock cars round and round and round and then we had a good dose of food poisoning in camp on Saturday night two of us four of us had the same thing to eat two of us went down like a bag of hamsters two of us didn't about from, did you buy it and or then did you cook it yourself on Sunday morning no it was bought from a from a burger van I think probably that busy that some of it got cooked and some of it didn't but anyway that um, that remains to be proven but I was kind of ill but not as ill as Nathan bless him Nathan went down like a bag of hammers he was really ill so he um, he skipped Saturday night and went and took himself up in bed and just 
suffered. And then we had good weather on Saturday, which pleased Mr. Cecil because he polished everything from tyres to aerial and back again twice. And then Sunday, it thought it'd be fun to rain, so it did. Boy, did it piss down on Sunday. And then we escaped and I went and got my trailer and we did the 12-mile death road to get out because there's no good roads to get in it's uh, it's insane where it is it's really middle of nowhere fantastic hell of a lot of good trucks coles were there cobblies were there on mass west country bull kc loads of people everybody in a good mood good crack has to be said good crack and considering they've got no mains water up there mike quart laid organized everybody wonderfully and um there were road tankers of water in there for showers. Showers were clean and hot. Toilets were well maintained as best they could do. And it was, you know, a good organisational job in a really, really obtuse place for a truck show. Just insane to get to. But anyway, grand. You know, hats off to the team that organised it. Really well done. Um, and I managed to break my windscreen, which is probably... Yeah, that's folklore by now. Cab over for two hours up a ladder, polishing roof as you do. Everything off the bed, everything you know out the way. Wonderful. After two hours, the fridge poltergeist thought this will be fun. I'll just open the door. So it did. Just opened my fridge door and just threw various tins aside into oh windscreen. God. Completely bollocks that. So um, some some lads from down that way with a recovery firm that were there and I can't remember the name which is why I'm not giving them a good thumbs up um, I'm rubbish with names lads but you'll know who you are if you're listening thank you for your endeavour ringing everybody between Bristol and uh, St Hostel that you could think of that are coming through me windscreen in on Sunday you tried um, but we were lucky it was sort of middle but off to left a bit big spider's web job but you know it wasn't really in, in my line of sight so mm. anyway this is where weekend really took a turn for the worst I went got trailer shot up to the range at Avonmouth to load for Lincoln to get me kind of in the right direction for home and got on the bay at half past six to load 26 pallets of gubbins and promptly discovered that I'd be there for 13 hours and left at uh, half past seven the following morning Happy they days. They left you in a bay for 13 hours. Oh, God. Well, they did kindly offer that I might like to go and park outside and come back in the morning for my trailer, but I says I'm out of time. So, um, yeah, I stayed on bay. <laughs> and jogged off then in the torrential biblical spec deluge on Monday morning up to Lincoln. Tipped 26 pallets of whatever it is the range sell, buckets and mops and Everest, things. Everest. I don't know, washing yeah. lines and bread bins and domestos I don't know they were quite jolly up there and then uh, we got back onto normal duties and I managed to get home then on Monday night I think but I tell you what I've never been more ready to get home see my kids and have a bloody hot shower so it's kind of put me off shows for the rest of the year so I'm not bothering apart from Gaydon which is mega I'm not going to any of them I've done um, so there hands on hips bottom lips stuck out I've done I've, I just I don't know. Oh, man. I must be getting old. Well, I am getting old, but I must be feeling like I'm getting old. And 
I know what you mean. It's a big commitment to do to do truck just, shows um, when you're flat out busy through the week and you're trying to, you know, keep on top of the truck and keep it clean. It's not. Um, yeah, it's not an easy undertaking um, when you're when you're that busy and you've got family at home and all that. It's a. Uh, yeah, I kind of made it easier this time by not entering. I just pay to go. I don't enter because you get lads that take working trucks off road a week before and you know spend a week in garage with an airfix brush touching things up and the rest of it but i can't so you know it was a case of tip kent rattle across drop a trailer in you go and there's no point tormenting yourself by entering really so i just don't bother so i have to say it's quite cathartic knowing you don't have to bother I was polishing things just because everybody else polishing things and I'd have been a bit of a billionaire mate's wandering around, you know, so I thought, oh, sod it, I've got my overalls. I borrowed Dan's ladder and up we went and I did what was essentially a really dirty roof. It's probably churches who got cleaner roofs <laughs> than I had up there, to to be honest. So, uh, no, it was grand. Yeah, when... Right up until the bit when the cider came through the windscreen and then it became 200 quid which was not grand. How hard, but, how hard yeah. is it to get the windscreen for it? So, I... Well, it's not hard at all. You just bring a uh, cab glass at Barnsley and he tootles off to his glass spot and turns up in the yard with it and uh, throws it in and tells you to sit still for two hours and, you know, that was it, done, finished. I don't bother with insurance because the insurance glass right. shenanigans, you know, they say, oh, £75 excess. Right. It's £75 excess plus that on the full amount plus we'll come when we want, mm. not when you want. And we'll only come if it's... Um, between 8 and 15 degrees and if there's a left-wing government currently in power in Chile and if you've got two Spaniels and they're both called Dave and Margaret <laughs> it's one of them insurance use autoglass or whoever they use but they will only do what they want to do when they want to do it so rather than pay me 75 quid plus that I just pay for a bloody screen fitting by cab glass and you bring them up and they go I know but the lad will see you morning bang they turn up small talk Window in, done, finished. More small talk, ta-ta, job Good. done. So that's it, and it's uh, it's nice. It's a lovely uh, screen. It's, how old, uh, how old <laughs> was the screen? How old was the screen? They got smashed. Was it kind of um, a bit sort of worn? Oh, about eighteen months. Oh really? Oh god, man. About eighteen months old. It's usually what we usually have one a year for tests because there's usually a massive yeah. crack in it or a big stone chip or a bullseye somewhere that they don't want to be. So you have a screen a year, generally. Oh, I remember the windscreen in my um, Foden Tipper that was at Taylor Morrison, and I didn't realise how like bad and scored and mm. gravel-rashed it was until it did get uh, cracked and they put a new yeah. one in it, and I was like, wow. I was like, st- like putting my hand out, like thinking I could... Like, there was no screen there at all. Yeah, it's like having your cataracts done on NHS. Isn't it? I was thinking about that. I was, I was going to go and crack I one. I can see again. It's a miracle. I was going to go and smack one in the Cavalier to go and get a, a new screen for it because it was that that bad. I never noticed it until until right. then when I became aware of it. Right. So it's on. Where, where are you off to? Right, she's, um, where are you off to tomorrow? I'm going... Well, I thought I was going to Bridge of Dawn because it says Bridge of Dawn on his paperwork, but actually, upon investigation, it's um, Bridge of something else near Perth, but it says Bridge of Dawn, but it's uh, a Perth postcode. So I'm going to a farm 
that houses a marquee company that does posh marquees for weddings. I'm loaded up to the gills with marquees and chairs and um, other such shenanigan. Um, and um, I'm going to go find this chap in the morning and uh, hump all this marquee stuff at him. It's come out of York this afternoon. I ran up from uh, Gloucester this morning. I was tomato planting in Pinton yesterday afternoon and then I ran up to Gloucester and up to York, swap trailers, and here we are. I could have got another hour at road tonight, but then nice. it occurred to me when I was coming up here that an hour from here doesn't buy you a lot, does it? Not if you're going to not if so, you're going to burn a ten, really. No, it's um, you're very you you very you well, going to no, get I'd, as well after hour up from. I've got nearly an hour on a nine, but Hamilton oh, or like, what? I mean, I might have made Sterling, but by the time I'd hit Sterling at half past seven, I'd have had parking tree. No much chance of getting in there, I would have thought. Like, no, thank you. No, fair enough, Les Mahego. No. With their um, happy staff, Just seems like a reasonable to it. I'll, uh, I'll crack out of here at six, and uh, it's about 70 miles, I think, so about, about uh, half uh, seven ish, seven o'clock, half seven. We'll get it. It'll be Bridge of Ern that you're going to, I guess. That's it. It's near there. Yeah, it's a farm. It, you come off at Junction 9, go round and under or round and over whichever and it's out that way yeah it's just a farm somewhere i love finding farms it's just a postcode it'd be great possibly go around always trying to phone ahead with farms to try and get hold of somebody but it always still goes wrong when i get even though i'm on the phone and i get directions and they're well sending men and they're like you should have something on your left and i'm like no that's on my right and they're like oh no you you don't want to come in that way i'm like oh god was, when I got that t- well, because uh, Lincolnshire Stuart was him I had that. <laughs> Holt seems to have his finger out he um, he's rather thoughtfully put me a delivery contact number for Alistair on this paperwork good so I can ring Alistair on his mobile and as, as long as Alistair answers it we're good to go aren't we <sighs> so you know don't be fooled by Stuart looking like he's um out to molest you because he's not he's, uh, he's got his finger on the pulse he, uh, he provides phone numbers that other hauliers would make you beg for so <laughs> well done Holty grand job and what we're doing after that tomorrow I've no idea but it will be something south I would imagine because uh, anything north I'll be in uh, Norway mm. um, what else have I got to tell you anything any, any of merit business yes but I'm not telling you any, any of the merit any of the meritous stuff I can't tell you yet. I'll tell you next week. But, That's um, absolutely fine um, with me. Things, they are a-changing. Let's just leave it as at that. As Bob Dylan sort of said in a song once. Uh, well, I'm, chain- I'm, yeah, I'm, at, my, I'm um, at my desk for the rest of the week doing the deadline for this magazine. Um, great. <laughs> the extent of it. Might do a bit of a Vauxhall repairing. You have to be a bit more enthusiastic about deadlines when you're an editor by trade, you know. Mm. I really do, don't I? Ooh, deadline, wait. It's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit common, you know, being an editor and a deadline. It's, it kind of goes with territory, doesn't it? If you were a lollipop lady or something, then no, maybe not, but... Uh. I might go and do some Vauxhall YouTube. In fact, I need to go and edit a couple of truck and driver videos for YouTube. And I've got somebody actually. What YouTube's just um, nuts for people commenting and getting in touch with you. It's 
crazy the amount of interaction I get that to the point where I find it a bit disconcerting. On my little Vauxhall account that's got like seven thousand odd subscribers on it, um, the amount of people that get in touch about it, I'm like, if I get this up to like seventy thousand, what the hell's it going to be like? Going to be mayhem. But I do have some videos to put together for Truck and Driver, and I could also do that this week, I suppose, get them edited together. Uh, from last year, because there was that DAF XF manual that I drove, I still need to edit that, and the Mercedes-Benz Actros of the mirror cam, although I've got some videos of the mirror cam being quite all blurred with the rain and everything and all that on it, I'm like, "Mm, should I post that, shouldn't I? I don't know, I'll have have a drink and think about it, because I'm back on the wagon again, I had two weeks off it and didn't feel any benefit, so not really driving anywhere, so... Hmm. Uh oh. My work has uh, established. Get, get ready, uh, world. My work has established a well being team, which uh, they've got a team of employees who are. Uh, who are. <laughs> they are. They are mental. Uh, well, they're mental health first aiders, so if you're stressed or you're worried about something, you can go and contact somebody from work uh, to talk about it. God's if, pro- if I've got a problem with. Oh, bless. Oh, bless. If I've got a problem with my work, I would go and speak to my boss, my line manager about it or something like that. But if I had a personal problem, you know, of a, you know, a difficult nature, that I really wouldn't contact somebody from work about it. You know, I'm quite fortunate that. I've got a group of yeah. close friends who I can talk about, you know, pretty much anything to, you know. I mean, we've talked yeah. um, off the podcast and things. You and I have talked about all sorts of uh, different sort of things, and you know, it's been a, it's good. Yeah. You've been you've been supportive in, in that um, over the past sort of year am. or so. You, you've, um, but I really wouldn't feel comfortable with talking to somebody from work about it. I kind of things that go on. Yeah. I thought about doing like I thought about being a bit mean and being like, Yeah, I've got sort of a bit a bit of a problem and they're like, What is it? And I'm like, you know, I'm just like getting crazy into the, you know, the crack, you know? The crack cocaine. That's what I mean. I'm like, but what would ha- what would happen with that? Would you end up like getting reported yeah. to HR about it or something? Or I don't know. Yeah. It's a bit um a bit strange, but uh, big company politics. Don't fall for the corporate virtue signalling bullshit. <laughs> Well, that looks. I don't have an HR department at my thing, firm, obviously. Well, I do, but it's me, and I'd report myself. I'd gossip about myself by the water cooler as well. So I'm, I'm saying no to anybody. No. Uh, no. I talked to Wes. Uh, well, I would, trust Wes. I mean, in terms of we're recording this on the sixth of July, and it looks like they're going to get rid of all these corona restrictions on the nineteenth because Johnson said if we don't, it's never, never we need to do it now. And I don't always agree with him by any means, but I fully agree with that that we've got to do it now. You've just uh, got to get on with it. You can't hold it back for another few weeks because the, the no. mental health and the economic problems that this is going to bring on if you you hold it you hold it back in things yeah. it's too much for people we've uh, struggled on for too long um, even yeah. the lorry drivers have just kept going throughout you know uh, ripple effects to everything and um, I, I'm looking forward yeah. to, to we've just got to get on and live with it really uh, right guys thank you I uh, hope you've enjoyed that um, and we yeah. shall catch up with you again very soon thank you Chris we promise don't we we promise to do more we, we are really crap at the minute try and, our best sorry, sorry. Yeah. right see you in a bit thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk.
where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. The Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.